0: Christy, this is an anonymous person calling from Chicago that just spent a lot of time at Robbie's Bar. A lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of shop. But it's anonymous. and don't want anybody to know who I am. I don't want to tell anybody, okay? And I'm on the train on the way home. I'm the train. I'll call back. This is episode
1: 61. Join us as we delve into the intricacies of life and ask questions, little, big, and everything in between, on the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we discuss what we nerd out about, and you nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. My name is Jeremy,
2: and I am joined by.
0: This lady. I'm Christy. Hi, Christy. Hello. How are we doing?
2: I didn't know if you were still talking or not. That was pretty, pretty interesting introduction. That's
1: sh- a little bit shorter than our other one, actually. Oh, really?
2: hmm Yeah. All I, he- all I heard was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: guys, thanks for listening. A few house cleaning items that we just have to knock out at the top of You're the You're going to
2: clean the house? N- no. Never. How about flush the toilet?
1: (laughs) Hey, baby steps, baby steps. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. So, guys, you're listening to us right now. As Christy always loves to point out, I'm going to tell you how to listen to our show. Here's the best ways to do it. However you're listening to us, subscribe to the podcast. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to iTunes. You can find us on either one of those things. Subscribe. You don't have to worry about figuring out when a new show comes out. You just... You just get it. It'll just show up on your computing device. Of course, you can always stream the show right on our website. Every time we put out a show, I put a post on the show page where you can just hit a play button and listen to it right on your computer. And that's at www.nerdoutloudpod.com. So we have a very, very exciting show for you tonight. Is it
2: just going to be me?
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay mm-hmm.
2: yep. That's go. what the fans are are clamoring go. for Go,
1: yeah, it's all you <laughs> You do it, no, you go <laughs>
2: Okay How's the clamoring going? <laughs> Stop Alright, what's the episode about? <laughs> well, no, I thought you said you had
1: something No. Oh. First I'll tell
2: <laughs> I, I want to say why we're late this week um, oh, Okay, okay, yeah Because we were set to record mm-hmm. on Saturday As our new usual schedule mm-hmm. When how much should I actually say? When I got a very. Um,
1: you got a very upsetting phone call.
2: A very upsetting phone call <laughs> from Jeremy's uh, daughter's mom. Yeah. And I was. She was mad, which made me mad.
1: Yeah, it was a compound s- situation. So, okay. how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. Do you have a fun and exciting week?
2: Um. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just work's been crazy, so. Yeah. That's that
1: Mm -hmm. nothing else that you wanted to talk about that you specifically mentioned before we started recording oh yes you wanted to talk about yes in regards to what happened
2: (laughs) just checking got a very interesting email today um as we kind of talked about a little bit is uh jeremy's mom listened to the podcast and then decided to have a heart to heart talk to him uh talking to him about it and what I want our listeners to do, if they would like to, is to go back and listen to our Ask Me Anything podcast. Mm-hmm. What number is that? Uh, I'm not that sure. Up? Okay, um, our Ask Me Anything podcast. It's episode number
1: fifty. Number fifty. Yeah, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And <laughs> this is the this is the show that my mother listened to. Yes. So, so think
2: of your yeah. when you, when you listen to it again, put on your on your listening ears as if you're Jeremy's mom. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> I had to listen through to get a, um, uh, to, to pull out. a clip out that we're going to play in a minute. And uh, even just, I was fast forwarding through the first 30 minutes of it and I was just like, oh my God. Cringing. Oh my God. This is painful. Yes. So yeah.
2: And so she wrote me an email today. Yeah. And cited some of that. And uh, even in the email when she referenced some of the things she heard, I, I was like, turned red and
1: yeah yeah i think that probably my favorite part in the conversation that i had with my mom in regards to the podcast was i kept on saying like i would try and explain something or mm-hmm. whatever or sort of expand on on some of the things that she was upset about and she would say well that's not what you said on the podcast it's yeah. <laughs> like okay mom well well and the, it's, it's her... not i'm not preaching the gospel it's all her <laughs> fault it's a comedy podcast
2: well even if you're preaching the gospel that's also the that's also fiction. Um, so, what do you think? Um,
1: it's fine. It's your choice to believe in that one.
2: <laughs> um, but, I mean, we clearly told her, don't listen unless we tell you it's safe. Yeah. And she listened yeah. to probably well, the worst one One of the one worst possible.
1: ones. Yeah, probably one of the worst ones. I would have much rather had her listen to, like, the poop cast.
0: Right. The poop cast one well, and Well, she two. knows. Back she knows back. about you. But, so. Uh,
1: But yeah, it was, um, it was tough, but you know, like I said, you can't put, you, you can't put, I mean, on one hand it's, it's a little bit conceited to think that everybody's going to listen, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, you can't put something out on the internet publicly and be surprised when somebody hears it. Like you, you kind of have to just expect that whatever we put out on this thing, everybody in our life is going to hear That's probably not going to happen, but.
2: I think we need to pull the plug on this then. (laughs) Last episode of Nerd Out Loud podcast.
1: (laughs) So anyway, hi, mom, if you're listening. (laughs) Love you. You're great sometimes. So we had some interesting things happen here in Seattle this week. Some developments with the, um, there's a local church here that has kind of blossomed into a, rather large church over the last few years called Mars Hill. Um, and it's pastored by a man named Mark Driscoll who has kind of come under some attack. And um, we had a question about it on the ask us anything episode that we, <laughs> the one that my mom listened to that we just mentioned um, about where, what, what we thought about the church. And then I just noticed um, the other day that we got a message on our website, which by the way, you can go to nerdoutloudpodcom slash ask. I believe, or just nerdoutloudpod.com, and we're on there. And um, the uh, you can ask us anything anonymously or not. And somebody said, uh, somebody wrote into the website and said, Jeremy, if I remember correctly, you mentioned in passing a long time ago that you had a run in with Mars Hill in light of the hub, hub rub, hub, hub a rub, boo, hub rub boo going okay. on with them. It'd be great to hear your experience and thoughts.
2: Thanks, Ryan, oh, yeah from Ballard. <laughs> Wait, who is this Ryan from Ballard? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I have no idea. So yeah. I'm really excited for you to tell this story. Why? Because you, you haven't. Oh, yeah. this is so really I fucked a lot up. Of
1: people, so I, t- I talked a lot about the, kind of the a negative experience that I've had with a little bit being shunned from my, one of the old churches that I used to work with. Um, you know, I also kind of, I openly called them a cult on Facebook mm-hmm. and it didn't go over that well. Nope. Although I didn't mention their name, but I think a lot of people figured it out. Um, by the way, I have since, uh, I contacted the senior pastor and tried to have a conversation with him about it and he never, (laughs) not not returning my calls for some reason, but, um, um, so, He's too busy running illegal a, a, businesses a lot, out of his tax-exempt tax, yeah. tax exempt church. <laughs> a lot of people think that the church that I was talking about that I had the run-in with um, was Mars Hill. And um, it was not actually Mars Hill. But I did have an interesting run-in with Mars Hill in that, um, as we have talked about on the show before, I uh, was married for five years. I was a pastor. had an affair. And um, the woman that I had the affair with, also my daughter's mom, um, was... A, was not on staff, but she was a young adult's leader. She was a leader at one of the Mars Hill campuses. Um, and as a result, the leadership and some of the pastoral staff with Mars Hill got involved in You know, the woman. My daughter's mom was married at the time, and obviously I was married at the time, and I was also pastoring. Um, and the leadership from Mars Hill tried to get involved with the quote-unquote restoration process with my daughter's mom and her um husband at the time. And, um, and the, the way that they basically got involved was by like, they presented a contract to her that said, these are, this is what you're going to do. And it was like, never have any contact with me ever again. And her husband was supposed to take responsibility for my daughter and you take were him sign on off all as his own. And I needed to sign off all of my parental rights. And that was going to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was going to be that. Um, and, uh, um, the, she said no, uh, to that. And so as a result, she was excommunicated from the church and a letter was sent out to all of her small group, um, that she uh, accidentally received a copy of as well. Cause they <laughs> forgot to unsubscribe her from the mailing list before they sent it out. But saying that, um, that my daughter's mom was, um, I want to say disfellowshipped, but that's the jehovah's witness deal i think but basically excommunicated from mars hill um that they believed she was no longer a believer because she was being resistant to the restoration process and that wait, wait, they were what's a
2: restoration process
1: the like her getting right with god following oh, okay. all the the contract that they had okay and so um and then the, the there was two pastors from the church, and one of them was actually an ex police officer had been involved in law enforcement and they proceeded these two pastors proceeded to they were basically stalking me, they found every uh, they found every like ministry partner that I had at the time, or you know they basically just like googled me and looked me up online and on facebook and everywhere else, and they were contacting. Anybody that I associated with any of the churches that I was a part of or in relationship with and, and basically letting them know. And I mean, trust me, everybody, everybody knew it wasn't, <laughs> um, it wasn't anything that was a secret, um, letting them know that I was a wolf in sheep's clothing and that they needed to, um, be, careful about their congregations. If I was at their church and uh, including, uh, at the time I was seeing a therapist that was also a Christian and a pastor and they contacted my, th- but he was also, he's a professional licensed therapist and they contacted him and they were trying to get personal information about what we were talking about during therapy sessions. And he explained to them that, um, he is not going to disclose any of that information and that he, could present me with a HIPAA form to fill out if I wanted to disclose that information to them. And they kind of tried to bully him uh, mentioning their involvement in law enforcement. And some of that stuff kind of tried to bully him into uh, going along with this. And um, thankfully, uh, probably because he wanted to keep his (laughs) therapist license, Mm -hmm. he didn't disclose any of that information, but um, you know, so it was made clear to me that I was not welcome at Mars Hill. Um, but I never I never attended there really and that's kind of the extent of my run-in with them but all that to say they've been in the news a little bit lately. Mark himself and there's a whole bunch of issues going on at the church. Uh, Mars Hill, the, some legal issues, some potential money, some financial issues that are, there's legal implications to, then there's just some moral failings and some accusations of, um, abusive leadership. There's accusations of misogyny and sexism from, for, uh, towards Mark Driscoll and towards his leadership team. And, um, it's, it's always been bad. They've always been a controversial church, but it's gotten a lot worse lately. Um, he, then there's been just – there's just some very deep <laughs> organizational break breakdown happening in the leadership at that church, and it's causing all sorts of problems. And there's a group of ex-pastors and ex-members that actually put together uh, like a list of – they keep on calling it formal charges because mm-hmm. that's the term that was used in the um, – Uh, that's the term that was used in the, uh, in the bylaws. And so it's the term they use, but it makes me think of a criminal situation. And there are actual criminal, there is potential criminal things that are going on, but this is not that this there's, these are basically just accusations towards him that he was not being, not being held up to his own standards that he had put out for leadership in the church. And um, Mark came back and from uh, a pastor, Mark Driscoll had a, like a, he was on a summer break basically. And he came back from the break. And as a result of some of these things decided to extend his break for like another six weeks or something since then, there's been the churches just, they're losing leaders left and right. So there was a group of, pastors that wrote this letter to him saying that he needs to submit a restoration plan. And, um, right after that letter was submitted, they, um, one of the people that signed the, one of the pastors that signed the letter was fired. Another person has since redacted his statement saying that he didn't actually mean what he said. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, so, meanwhile, there's been tons of resignations from pastors and other elders and leadership in the church. Attendance has gone down. Tithe has gone down. They just announced yesterday that they're closing um, two big they churches. Announced on Sunday, yeah, that they're closing two of their. Two of their biggest campuses here in Seattle, they had branched out to a number of campuses and um, potentially going to be closing a campus down in Southern California that they had just started. And it made me think of during episode 50, the Mm -hmm. RAMA, somebody asked us a similar question and I'm just going to play the clip from it because I thought it was somewhat prophetic. How much longer do you give Mars Hill before the ceiling finally caves in on Driscoll and the elders?
2: Oh, I think within a, within the year.
1: Yeah, so I think something pretty drastic is yeah. going to happen soon. I mean, he's already Mark Driscoll's already stepped stuff. way out of the uh, public sphere. public sphere, and the church is just everything they do is under incredible scrutiny right now. Even and...
2: people that are devout are saying, "Well, Mark, Mark isn't isn't the last word." And that's not what their stance was even six months ago. So, yeah,
1: yeah. it's interesting. It's an interesting, it's interesting to watch it happen. Story that I'm, in. yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I a little bit feel for the guy too, like and just for some of the people there. I do not. Uh, I, I feel sorry for just, the
2: people that are there, yeah, and that followed him. Kind of, I just blindly. can't
1: imagine what it's like to have every little thing that you do yeah don't be a dick go back
2: to don't be a dick if he wasn't a dick and a misogynist and an asshole then everything he did wouldn't be scrutinized yeah
1: okay uh even when i disagreed with his theology i still listened to a lot of his sermons and stuff because he did have a lot of interesting insights on uh organizational dynamics and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but anyway um so yeah i would say it's it's i give it a I think that a a year from now, that church, if it exists, is going to be a completely different different thing than it is now. So there you have it.
2: So I basically know everything.
1: Yeah. Apparently we both, uh, maybe we should, maybe we should start a church together, Christina. Apparently it's rather lucrative.
2: Nope. Oh yeah. If I can just make that kind of money and have no accountability. Yeah. I mean, because even, even if he, this whole thing goes away. He's still a millionaire now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy. Yeah, it's um nobody knows how much he makes, none of that's been disclosed. And I don't um, want to
2: steal money from people.
1: What is your like what is your thought on this as I mean, I grew up in this culture and mm-hmm. so I probably have a certain perspective on it, but what is your what are your thoughts on it?
2: It's gross. Yeah.
1: I just feel sad. I feel sad for everybody involved. I feel sad for all the people at that church because there's, I've been part of a culture like that where you get like whipped up into a frenzy almost, or there's just this sense of like allegiance to this dynamic, charismatic leader. And when stuff goes bad, it's just like, it's heartbreaking. It's painful and it's depressing. And there's, regardless of the outcome and regardless of what's happened or what hasn't happened, or whether all of these accusations are true or, you know, I would suspect that some of them are probably blown out of proportion and some of them, there's probably a lot of bad stuff that hasn't been told about and there's probably a lot of stuff that has been told that's been minimized and, but, um, regardless of all of that, there's just, there's a lot of hurting people probably in that community and it just makes me sad. And honestly, I just want to like, I just want to take Mark Driscoll out, like, buy him punch a cup him in of, the face, buy him a cup of coffee and like, give him a hug. <laughs> Why? I don't, know. I don't know. I just feel for the guy. His
2: henchman tried to get your daughter to be signed off to another man. Yeah. And yeah. you want to buy him coffee and give him a hug? Yeah No.
1: Hey. No. Love your enemy, Christina No. That's not no. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, yeah. Not saying that I like want to whatever. He used to follow me on Twitter till somewhat recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I I think that I followed him early enough in his time on Twitter that he was probably just following everybody back. Oh, I see. He never actually read anybody that he followed, Mm -hmm. but he still kind of followed me on, or followed me on Twitter, and it was kind of cool. But I think that um, they had some intern or whatever, when all this crap was going down, they probably narrowed it down, narrowed it Mm -hmm. down, because he unfollowed, he was following a couple thousand people, and they trimmed it down, Mm -hmm. and I was one of the people that got lost on that list. Uh, so, one other thing <laughs> that that just popped up as I'm I'm looking on the um the inbox that we have for our website, um somebody wrote in and said I miss Kate Nash.
2: <laughs> oh, did they say the name? <laughs> no, no, that's let's see. I think
1: Robert P- uh, Pape. I think Robert Pape fessed up to that one. I think he sent us a Facebook message okay. after last week's show. So, uh, I had no so. This makes me scared because nobody said anything when I changed the song. Mm-hmm. Nobody until, said anything, and then Mike, Mike spoke up, and now, uh, and and now, so it is turns he now a dynamic I leader? Am the only it turns out that I am the only, um, I'm the only one that actually enjoys the yeah, song. Yeah, we've heard I still from like it.
2: We've heard from Jen and Robert mm-hmm. and Mike and um, Randy. Yeah. All have said, Christy, that's me. Yeah. Have all said. Bring back Kate Nash. Yeah,
1: I haven't heard. I haven't had a single person come out of the woodwork and and, and say that they um they like the new song. Even, <laughs> Except for me.
2: <laughs> even your nephews <laughs> chose the Kate Nash song. Yeah, I guess so. so well, it's hurtful.
1: So, yeah, I guess Mike is now a uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Mike, from uh, the last the episode is now a dynamic leader. And I'm a disenfranchised ex-follower. That's somewhat heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Well, okay, let's do this. Let's take a little break and, uh, then we'll get into our main event, but I wanted to share a little promo with you guys for a show that I just started listening to. I found this show on Reddit and it's called the man child podcast. It's called the man child, a podcast about grown up stuff and it's fairly new. They've been around for a couple months. They've got, I think about I was just looking. They've got about 13 episodes up and, um, yeah it's a cool show it's just a show about growing up about becoming an adult and not wanting to sometimes and they talk about jobs and all sorts of fun things so go check it out Um, I'll play that little promo and then we'll be right back Hey, this is Steve. And Andrea. And we're the hosts of Man Child, a podcast about grown-up stuff. Every week we talk about the trials and tribulations of getting older, but not necessarily wiser. Not at all. Topics we cover include how old is too old to rage at a party? Never too old to rage.
0: Modern communication.
1: One of us only communicates by sexting. Hint, it's not me.
0: It was only me that one time. <laughs> how to be a better roommate and other grown-up stuff like that. We'd love to hang
1: out with you grown-up style. So why... Ooh.
0: What? So So, wh-
1: so why not... Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app at manchildshow.com. I'm Steve. And I'm Andrea. And we're becoming adults for real this time. At manchildshow.com. So we got a, as you may have heard at the beginning of the show, we got a series of drunken voicemails Mm -hmm. from an anonymous caller. So let's listen to one of these voicemails.
0: Christy. Anonymously on the right train now. I'm I am anonymous but I am on the right train. I just want you to know. So anyway, I was at Rocky's tonight with my friend Marie and she's awesome. You would totally love her. She's really good boobs. Like ten out of ten boobs, okay? Ten out of ten? So still not on the right. (laughs) Oh god. I'm going to find the right train. I'll, I'll talk to you later.
1: I'm still lost. Bye. So we have, we have numerous times pleaded with people to um, put, us, put our voicemail line in their phone as dr- mm-hmm. drunk dial and had numerous promises slash threats from people to follow through on that. And not a one until this series of voicemails that we got from your friend the mm-hmm. other day and I'm a little I'm a little worried about her it sounds like maybe she had um b- had a bit of a night and was trying <laughs> to find her way home and maybe perhaps was st- on the wrong train or on that yeah,
2: sounds like uh, throughout the all the series I think she got on the wrong train a few times yeah.
1: have you ever um have you ever drunkenly gotten lost or b- been in the wrong yes Do you want to tell me a story about it
2: um drunkenly gotten lost we're well, just
1: gotten stuck somewhere, or some travel woes because of intoxication.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um,
1: <laughs> Here, th- you think
0: about that, Christy? I mean, I'm not, I'm a, and I am now on the right train. I'm still on the right train. I am on a train full of basic bitches, <laughs> and I'm I'm riding this train all the way home. And if it doesn't go home, it's okay. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, she'll Let's just follow leave. these basic bitches wherever they go. <laughs> so maybe I'll catch up with you later and tell you whether or not they <laughs> got well. Okay.
1: Love you. Bye. Train full of basic bitches. Yeah. Have you so have you ever gotten intoxicated and find yourself on a train full of basic bitches, Christina?
0: Well, I
2: once was in New York and my friend Bree decided that we were gonna go to um Stonewall. Which is where basically the, they consider the gay movement starting in yeah. New York City. Mm-hmm. And so we drunkenly took the subway there maybe at 1:32 a.m. Yeah. And we got out, and I was not ready for the things that I was seeing. And mm-hmm. uh, there was. Never are. Someone sticking their finger over and over again into the change. Return in a in a payphone and giving me a look like a glare. Oh, uh, there was someone naked. I mean, the whole thing. When you're drunk and it's really mm. late, <laughs> and you come out of the subway and see this kind of thing, it was kind of like that level your, of depravity. Your worst it's like a mad, nightmare mad Max situation. Yeah, it like it, it totally felt Eli. like that. <laughs> it, it felt like um, that Escape from New York or whatever mm-hmm. that is, or L. A. or whatever those in shows Omerworld. are. Yeah,
1: where people finger
2: payphones. <laughs> yeah, I mean the person was naked underneath a, a trench coat. I mean, mm. all of it seemed like a really scary dream that you would wake up and tell someone. It was was there a group care. of
1: um, uh, rascal-looking gentlemen huddled around a, a, a fire in a with fingerless gloves? <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> and but long that would have just coats, made it a
1: around a fire in a in that a barrel. Would have made it
2: the best. Yeah, but so th- that would be something about. That I often would get stuck places because usually when I drink, I don't drink that often, but when I do, um, I kind of just want to go home. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, I do have a story about once when I was in college, um, my sister came up to visit Mm -hmm. and I was poor college student and she, we went to my favorite little dive bar You know, we would always start every Thursday, we would start out there and I didn't drink that much. I would usually be the designated driver and I would sit up at the bar and my favorite bartender, Don, who had probably four teeth, he would, um, he knew that I, yeah, he knew that I didn't drink that much. So whenever he would make a, a mixed drink that was usually fruity in its nature, he would always pour me a shot of it and give it to me for free. Mm -hmm. So I would would sit up there. So I, this place was pretty disgusting. It was called the Beaver Inn. Mm. And so there's lots of funny jokes about that, but it was old office chairs were the chair, the seating. Sure. But most people started the night there because you got free popcorn. So that, that was nice. Um, so my sister comes up, and I take her out to my favorite dive bar and she's putting all her drinks on her tab. She sees a couple friends from high is putting their drinks on my tab. Um, And at the end of the on night... On your tab or on her yeah, tab? Yeah, sorry, I meant my tab. Oh, All of this fine. is on my tab. At the end of the night, I go to cash out and my bill is $150. Ooh. And I felt like I was going to throw up. Yeah, you were in up. college. I was in college. I had no money. I felt like I was going <laughs> to throw up. And the fact that a bill at the Beaver... Being $150, that's a hell of a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Because drinks were $3, $4. You could get a pitcher of PBR for $4. Yeah. So that was a lot of money. And I I seriously thought I was going to pass out.
1: (laughs) Okay. I have another question for you. This one came in on our website. From friend of the show, aforementioned friend of the show, Mike Frizzell. Why doesn't Christy like to drink? Is it the taste, the way it makes her feel, or maybe a fear of getting addicted to booze a
2: uh first of all, um I have lots of fun not drinking. Yeah. And you're like that
1: Millie from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yes.
2: <laughs> you just
1: you show up and you're like I don't need to drink to have fun. And then you go sit in the corner and play Jesus is just all right. No. <laughs> on opposite. the piano.
2: No. Um I'm more I was I'm
1: having more fun than all of you and I'm completely sober. Jesus is just alright with me. Jesus is just alright. Oh yeah I thought we were
2: worried about copyright and music. Not we're not anymore Oh that's not (laughs) good. Oh okay. So
1: Jesus doesn't know how copyrights work, (laughs) you weirdo.
2: (laughs) So I always I would be the designated driver slash memory, Mm -hmm. so we would go out and have crazy fun night, and then the next day meet up, and I would tell everybody (laughs) all of the things that they did.
1: (laughs) Let's all huddle around,
2: yeah. And and I would
1: everybody put your receipts in a pile, and I'll explain where all of your money went went from the night before.
2: My favorite story is uh, our friend went out drinking because every. For some reason in college towns, Thursday is the night everybody goes out yeah. and I don't know what the reason is for that. But, um, because of that, I never had a class on Friday. My whole college career, I changed everything around so that I never had class on Fridays. Um, she, she went out and had no money. So she went out to go dancing and drinking or whatever and had zero money. When she came home, she had $5, was drunk and had eaten a hot dog. Oh, so wow. she doesn't know where it came from. and I wasn't with her that <laughs> night, so I can't re recreate the story. But I mean, those kind of stories are amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I have a story. I have a story kind of like that from my 30th birthday. Oh geez. That was like this was um, this was one of my sh- shit showiest of shit shows, I would say. Actually that's not even kind of true. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but um, but so I went at, we went out for my thirtieth birthday and we met at this bar and had a bunch of people there and everybody was buying me drinks the whole night because it's my thirtieth birthday. And um I should also preface this with I grew I didn't really drink that much growing up. I didn't really mm-hmm. start drinking until a couple basically till I got divorced is when I started drinking. Uh and uh so, everybody was buying me drinks or whatever the whole night. And, uh, it got bad enough towards the end of the night that, um, the, we knew the bartenders at this bar because we used to go there quite a bit. And, um, uh, they were just pouring me shots of, like, juice and, mm-hmm. like, mixers. And I didn't even, I didn't know. Didn't like, know. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it like they were shots. So, I, uh,. I went to – after we shut the place down, so we're there till 2 o'clock in the morning, at which point we decide that it would be a great idea to stagger up the hill to somebody else's apartment and continue the party because they had Why more not? alcohol. So somebody ran across the 7-Eleven and got like a 24-pack of Rainier, and there was I think a bottle of vodka involved at some point, and somebody was making smoothies that had vodka in them. And honestly, it's all pretty fuzzy I don't remember much past going up to their house. Then apparently at some point I just got up out of this person's living room. I walked out the front door. uh, I dropped my pants around my ankles. I flipped off everybody inside the party and just walked off down the street. And my friends, being the wonderful friends that they are, um, just let me walk off. Because I guess they thought I was maybe just going outside to pee or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and. They just left me there. So smash cut to the next thing I remember, which is the next morning waking up in my at that time apartment, which was a few blocks away. Um, and there was a three hour chunk of time where I was by myself. Nobody knows where I was. There was a uh, I had thrown up. The throw up was very obviously wine. And
2: and you hadn't drank. I wine. hadn't
1: been drunk wine up to that mm-hmm. point, And there was also no wine in our apartment. So I got somehow there was wine involved. There was uh <laughs> there was a uh, there was a copy of the movie Bruno that
2: mm-hmm. so you had purchased. That I had
1: purchased. <laughs> and that was opened. There was opened, a weird thing on your playlist. That was um, I had opened it, but I had and and uh, I had attempted to put it in the DVD player, but the DVD player was. But I didn't make it to the DVD mm-hmm. player, so i had thrown up. There was wine involved. I had somehow purchased a copy of the movie um, Bruno, and um, then I like a, a two weeks later, I opened up the app Shazam on my phone mm-hmm. to try and figure out what was going on or to, to try and tag a song it's that song that app where you can like hold it up to a speaker i'll tell you what song yeah. it is and i looked down and i had tagged like three dubstep songs <laughs> <laughs> so at some point and you i looked somewhere at the timestamps or whatever and <laughs> and it was during this like three hour missing chunk of time so i left this place and it was I don't recall what had happened, and and there was some kind of I was somewhere involving red wine and dubstep, and then I also at some point purchased a movie, uh, a horrible movie,
2: and that's why you need a Christie around to to recreate (laughs) that,
1: and that's also why I don't drink anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So So, that was yeah. yeah.
2: Um. So there's that. Mm -hmm. That that, it sounds weird that I, I have fun doing it. Two, it's empty calories. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah, we're if, back to you if I had the question. A,
2: if I had a choice between a mixed drink and half a Vicodin, I'd always choose the Vicodin. <laughs> yeah, you because would. you feel the same, <laughs> no calories. Okay, so there's that. Um, I always say that half favorite, a
1: Vicodin wouldn't do anything for
2: me. To me, it does. To me, it's like yeah. Drinking Christy two also three beers. has like Christy the has lowest like tolerance ever.
1: two drinks, and she's like in a good good spot. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um the addiction part is, is a factor, um, because that, that runs in my family. So yeah. there's that. Um, I don't think I ever would get addicted because I, the low tolerance and also just not liking to feel that way. So mm-hmm. then there's that. And then, um, my best friend in high school just kind of said once, uh, I've paid a lot of money. This was after college. I've paid a lot of money for my education to be smart, to not use something. A substance to make myself seem stupid
1: yeah speaking of paying lots of money for christy
0: can you hear me is anonymously me again i got off the train and i am close to home i'm pretty sure
2: but i'm like
0: six blocks and i have to pee so bad i know i'm close to home because i buy all these rich people houses i don't live in rich people houses i live in ghetto but i have to get Past the rich people' houses to get to my house, mm-hmm. and I am going to pee on the rich people' house right now. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay this tuned. Is happening. <laughs> that <laughs> this sounds is like
1: happening? that sounds like one of my. Um, that sounds like a very a very drunken thing. Like as she was talking, she's like, "That you know what? I'm going to pee on this rich person's house." <laughs> and you can hear the light bulb switch in her head. Like that's a <laughs> yeah. great idea. Yeah, I used to like b- back when I. Back when I did imbibe, I would oftentimes I would oftentimes come to the next morning with a list on my phone in notepad of just these ideas that I remember at the time thinking were the greatest ideas mm-hmm. on, on the face of the planet
2: like, but the, oh you my could, gosh. don't even know, you know what, what we should talk anymore? about on the
1: podcast <laughs>
2: um. Oh, I have a question. I, have I remember at
1: one time I woke up to a note on my phone that just said, "Have you ever gotten stuck inside a picture on Twitter?"
2: Do you and also had, had one? No that, idea. Don't you wish that you could swipe things in real life? That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. One was <laughs> and like, "What
1: is?" And this? you think it's Why so genius it at the, at the time? time? Yeah, yeah. I would either that would happen, or I would just get super emotional and I would sit there and like cry, watch uh, Cosmos, and just sob uncontrollably.
2: Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> You stopped drinking before Cosmos came out. Oh yeah. You mean things like it.
1: Yeah, well maybe I was watching the old oh, I was okay. watching the old okay. the old Carl Sagan Cosmos. The old um, school cosmos. I
2: have never had peeing incidents, but I have a few. Um, my friend Katrina would often pee in public usually friend when, of we'd, the show, when we'd go out to Pioneer Square. Poopcast yep. around too. Yeah. Um often when we go out to Pioneer Square, she would pee. Um, I do have a story about picking up my friend Kendra. So she had told me that she was having a bad night and she was going to go out drinking. And I lived, I lived near downtown Kirkland where she was. So she told me you might have to come pick me up. So at 2am, this was a Thursday. I think it was, she calls me drunk and says, I need you to pick me up. And she's crying and I pick her up and she's wasted pants so bad. And I'm instantly annoyed because I'm tired. She gets in my car and then says, I'm going to throw up. So we pull over and she gets out of the car, throws up in the parking lot and is saying, Oh look, I had a quesadilla for dinner. Mm, And she's looking through her her puke. Um, Cops come over and pull, pull me over, but we're already out. And he said, have you guys been drinking tonight? I'm in my pajamas, my sweatpants and a t-shirt and she's dressed all nice. And I said, do I look like I was actually out? And they said, uh, you're right. Are you taking her home? And I said, yeah. So we get, she says she's fine. We get in the car. She pukes into the window seal of my car. Mm. I have a oh, like in between the, the, in between the window. Yeah. So
1: yes. like inside the door inside and the no door. There's no way to clean that out. That's nope. not. That <laughs> that's is not the gift that out. keeps on giving.
2: I <laughs> traded that car in. Oh um, it was so horrible. The smell was so bad I had to drive with the top down for weeks because of it. It was so bad. Ugh. So then she comes back to my house and is so drunk she just fall, passes out on the on the in the bathroom. Meanwhile, she's getting booty calls. All night long (laughs) on her phone that she's passed out on top of. Yeah. So I don't get any sleep from like
1: half the Seahawks,
2: right? No, (laughs) no. This one was, and there was two different people that were calling her, and one she had put the ringtone of uh, "Dirty Little Secret," Mm. Mm -hmm. so that song played all night long. So that was pretty. Yeah. That was pretty awesome.
1: That was probably a, a, a pleasure for you. Yes. All right. Let's um. Let us let's. let's uh, this is the final installment from our intrepid, okay. <laughs> our intrepid uh, adventurer. And then we have uh, we have a little article that I want to read through about some of the myths.
0: Okay. So it turns out I wasn't peeing on the rich people house. I was peeing on the kind of medium people condo, <laughs> and oh, they all turned out middle, like, it's hot. middle class. But it's okay. They don't mind. This is a loving community, and they still appreciate me for me and i asked the guy on the train if he could buy me a taco and he said no that's pretty rude he didn't say no and i didn't really ask him if he could buy me a taco but <laughs> there was some sort of exchange i think that's my favorite part. And I, I think i gave him my phone number but i don't know but anyway i'm on my way home and i love you bye christine
1: and we've heard, you know who this is, right? Yes. Okay. And we've heard from them since. So we know that they made it home at some point.
2: Yeah. And I love that she possibly gave her number to a stranger on a train because she's married.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Maybe but, she bought a taco. Maybe she didn't buy a taco. Maybe she asked somebody to buy a taco. Her
2: peeing is... Didn't. I often get a text message that she just peed in someone's yard. So oh. this isn't a new thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like um that's a little surprising. I, I mean, I I know it's it's got to be more difficult for... It's got to be more difficult for the ladies. Yeah. I've definitely peed on a lot of things, but that's...
2: Yeah, but that's easy for you.
1: I mean, I do that sober. As you well know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, so... This is an article that I wanted to read, and it's called The Eight Stubborn Alcohol Myths, debunked by science.
2: Did you add that part, debunked by science, yourself? Nope. Okay, because I already can tell that I'm going to have a rebuttal to this stuff. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Myth one. Caffeine or a shower can sober you up. Mm -hmm. So here's what caffeine can do. Caffeine can give you energy, which helps you feel less sleepy. Alcohol is a depressant, it makes you sleepy, but it doesn't make you less drunk. It doesn't sober you up. And a shower doesn't make you less drunk, doesn't shower shower sober you up. It can actually make it worse because if it's hot, it opens up your it increases the blood flow, which will make you more drunk.
2: Yes, I knew those two things, but what about water and bread? We'll get to that. Okay.
1: Myth two drinking kills brain cells. Apparently it doesn't. So take no really? kids. Yeah, drink up. It's good for you. Well, That's what doesn't science just says.
2: waking up every science day kill it. kill brain cells, so <laughs> yeah, probably. I, don't I don't even know. care about that.
1: Myth 3, mixing types of alcohol gets you more drunk.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that either.
1: Do you not agree with um, other facts? Like No, sci- like, I
2: think that I don't oh, think that mixing it. it makes you drunker. Yeah. I think that in a way that could be turned... If, if you're drinking hard alcohol versus beer...
1: I think that if people get to a point where they're just straight up trying to get more drunk, then... They're going to get more drunk. They're just going to get more drunk.
2: You know, like, but I think that if you're drinking beer... Like if you're worried versus... about
1: strategies to make you drunker, like like drinking things in a certain order, or mixing certain mm-hmm. types of alcohol to get you more drunk, then like you're, you're just consuming... A lot of alcohol, which mm-hmm. is going to make you super drunk and it has nothing yeah. to do with the different types or whether you have beer first or then hard alcohol or whatever. So, yeah. Myth number four, breaking the seal causes you to urinate more often.
2: Oh, I agree with that. But here's the rule that my friend Bree in college taught me that her brother taught her. If you break the seal, which to people that don't know, means the first time you pee yeah. while drinking, um... After you break the seal, and you've gone and you've gone pee twice. After that, you stop drinking, and then you won't be hungover, and you won't drink too much.
1: Well, that sounds no fun. <laughs> yeah. That Basically was a it just rule. just says you pee more often than normal when you drink alcohol, but it has nothing to do with breaking the seal.
2: Well, that's I don't science. think breaking the seal makes you go to the bathroom more. <laughs> I think like like that says drinking, drinking makes you go to the bathroom exactly. More. Yeah, but that's why but his there's rule. a myth
1: out there that if you pee the uh, it like the after the first time you pee that's it like you're just going to keep peeing more you know what i mean
2: oh yeah but that's why we had the rule of after you yeah. went twice you stop yeah
1: myth 5 drinking one drink an hour keeps you sober enough to drive no no way. It's,
2: it, it, it all depends on body, yeah. body type or what you're drinking. Yeah, this, um,
1: this says the average rate of alcohol metabolism is 100 milligrams of alcohol per kilogram of body weight per hour. For a typical 160-pound man, this would translate into 7 grams of alcohol in an hour. The so-called standard serving a 12-ounce bottle of beer is 14 grams of alcohol. So it would take two hours to fully metabolize it. For most people, if you drink one drink an hour, you're going to become more and more impaired each hour.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, but I, I think also think that that's don't... something
1: that people say so they don't feel bad about driving drunk. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think that a lot of people drive when they shouldn't. Well
2: drive. no I think it's not necessarily about a um, feeling better, but I think that that was actually something that was believed that it was a fact and that that was something that was told years ago. Oh yeah. Like doctors used to
1: recommend cigarettes.
2: (laughs) Well, kind of, but it was one drink an hour was kind of the rule of thumb that you could do. But obviously if it's been five hours and you've had five drinks, it's just going to multiply on that. But what I think of as a myth is the drinks per body weight?
1: That's what are you talking about?
2: What? Because I know, I know people like my sister. Oh, yeah. weighs less than me, and I could have two drinks and be buzzed to drunk and not be able to drive, and she can have five and yeah. be fine.
1: Well, she also ha- drinks a lot.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that's just what I'm saying is that yeah, it's not just base, based. No, on...
1: I think that yeah, body weight's probably something that can affect it, but maybe doesn't uh, yeah. necessarily control it all together myth number six you can trick a breathalyzer yeah a lot of people you try and like put pennies in their mouth or chew gum or that doesn't work whatever no it's because it's not about like it's not about the smell it's not you it's not about brushing your teeth or Mm -hmm. whatever uh in simple terms breathalyzers detect alcohol by using a chemical reaction to remove alcohol from the air and force it to react with another compound this chemical reaction in the breathalyzer can measure your blood alcohol level using just your breath it has nothing to do with what your breath smells like so covering up the smell of alcohol with something mint does not
2: help oh no i knew that i I thought that the pennies thing changed the reaction of Uh-oh. of the chemical reaction. No, okay.
1: Myth seven: Different types of alcohol affect your behavior in different ways.
2: This one, I agree.
1: You agree with what? The myth. You agree with the myth? Yes. Okay. I do not agree with the myth because I you've believe never had to handle science.
0: yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but when
1: I, I think that it always has to do with people's with the quantity you know what I mean just like what Adam Kroll always says like people are like you know it, it's not because it's not because I drank Jaeger that I oh man I can't drink Jaeger I get like I get crazy when I drink Jaeger it's no last time I drank Jaeger what happened is I had like a 12 pack on my own mm-hmm. like in an hour and a half and then drank a fifth of Jaeger by myself mm-hmm. and Ended up dancing on the bar or whatever. It has nothing to do with the different types of, or people are tequila makes me crazy, or like Mm -hmm. booze. Booze is booze. It says the effects of alcohol are similar. Whichever form they come in, any difference is dependent on the rate at which the drunk uh, is it is drunk and the amount. Alcohol is a simple molecule that is rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream. So, if you drink a few shorts, spirits are generally forty percent uh, alcohol by volume. Quickly, you'll get a rapid increase in your blood alcohol level.
2: Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I think that well, because each each type of Bo- alcohol is made from. A different substance right so you have vodka that's made from potatoes or rice or, or whatever that kind is and then you have a wine that has a high sugar content and is made from grapes and then you have jaeger that's made from whatever that is and it, it also has to do with sugar content which also leads to what a hangover is for and so if if that Everything is different.
1: What this says is that it has much more to do with the placebo effect. It has has to do with your brain and what people think. So if you go into a night saying, oh, man, I can't get into the tequila because when I have the tequila, I get crazy. It makes it's your that clothes. Agave.
2: You know that it makes your clothes come off. So Studies well, of no, alcohol no, no. effects
1: I, on motor and cognitive functioning have shown that individual differences I'm, in responses I'm bored with this. to alcohol are related to specific types of effects that drinkers
2: expect. Well, it has I agree to do with the placebo in, effect. I agree with that in some in some cases because here's the difference: you rarely take shots of vodka. If you're going to drink vodka, you are drinking it in a mixed drink, a tonic or, or some uh, fruity drink that I would like. So Why you're you diluting it. <laughs> so you're diluting it. When you're Maybe drinking you're tequila, 90% of the time you're doing shots. Yeah. If you're doing shot after shot after shot. You're going to get crazy. Yeah, but that
1: doesn't have to do with the type of alcohol. It just has to do with the way that you're drinking it and the quantity. Exactly. Yeah. It that's could be anything. I, it could be grain alcohol. Well, it could be... I
2: said that I. that's half of what I agree with. Oh, God. The it. second half, when I disagree with it... Is that everything is made from a different thing and has a different sugar content? So that's going to react. In so the different sugar ways. is what makes you. Crazy. The sugar and what it's made out of. That's
1: bullshit. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Okay. Sorry, you're wrong. Yeah, science wrong. has
2: never gone back and said something. Myth is right. eight: Shrimp, green
1: tea, coffee, more alcohol, etc. Will cure a hangover. Say that again. Myth eight. Shrimp, green tea, coffee, more alcohol, etc. will cure a hangover. Basically just talking about gimmicky hangover cures. The only thing that helps uh, is water, foods with fructose, foods with complex carbohydrates, uh, and to reduce the acetylatide levels. Well,
2: so I drink knew lots of water. That. The I think that the um so the al- more alcohol what they say is a uh, hair of the dog that yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I think that that just kind of re, as I say, reactivates the drunk, and so you don't feel oh, no. shitty. You're starting to get drunk again. Uh, you've reactivated the drunk. Yeah. So you're just going to delay the hangover. You're just going to feel it in an hour or two, and in that meantime, you've probably eaten your hungover food usually greasy, whatever, and then that's really the real reason you don't feel bad anymore is because you've actually been able to get some food into you, drink some water, felt better for lots of different reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there we have it. I never... Alcohol, guys. I have been hungover a few times in my life, and when someone suggested that I drink more of whatever alcohol made me that way, I wanted to punch them in the face, not drink more of it. So there we have it. Specifically tequila in Mexico. No. I spent the day barfing in the bathtub.
1: Yeah. You also have like, I mean, you have a very low tolerance. Low to tolerance and tequila everything.
2: poppers. Not a good mix. Yeah. Any oh, last
1: thoughts on the alcohol situation?
2: Yes. One of one of the last times that I ever drank super heavy was I went out with all my friends. Um, it was during Pride. It was my dad's first um, being out. Um, gay pride, and we got a hotel. He does gay. Stop. We got a hotel room downtown. That
1: explains why. What he's married to a dude.
2: Yes. <laughs> so we got a hotel room downtown so that we could taxi there, and then I could just walk to work the next day. And I got so drunk because I was trying to keep up with everyone. I didn't eat much, and I was sneaking off and buying drinks. I threw up in the cab on the. I threw up walking to the hotel. I threw up in the hotel lobby. I threw up in the um, elevator. Um, I threw up on the floor and pulled my friend Gala into it with me because I couldn't get up. I ended up crying on the toilet as I was puking, asking for ice chips and refusing to go home. And then I felt so embarrassed and so bad about it that I sent everybody flowers the next day. (laughs) And I just didn't really drink ever since then.
1: Yeah. I've rarely seen you. I mean, you, Get a couple and that's about it. You just get like giggly and happy and then stop drinking. Yeah,
2: sometimes quiet. Which is a weird I usually get giggly quiet. For some of us. (laughs) Um, There was one time knowing you I got drunk but you weren't with me. Do you remember that time? No. And I accidentally sent you a text that I was trying to send to my friend. About me? Yes. Yeah. That um, was really embarrassing. It was right after we met. I thought I was going to die. There needs to be a recall. There needs to be a, are you sure you want to send this?
1: Yeah i uh, there was an app at one point that like locked your phone, and if you tried the wrong code i can't remember there was something that you could put on your text messaging app that would basically lock it down and you That's had to solve idea. like a somewhat complex puzzle to get through it that is a really <laughs> good idea yeah.
2: i would yeah. i would cosign that
1: any last thoughts any closing thoughts on the alcohol situation before we uh move on to uh news of a grander I perspective, think if so. you know.
2: I like when our friends, um, friends of the show, John and Patricia, make me fancy drinks. They
1: do, yeah. We have some friends that make pretty amazing drinks.
2: But I just like that they make me little yeah, taster sips. Yeah,
1: all sorts of weird little samplings yes. of concoctions, and mm-hmm. they're like alchemists. people. Yeah. Well, Christina, I have some good news for you. I know that you have been... It's been, you know... Uh, we're recording a few days late, and you're probably you're probably feeling a little bit of a hunger for some uh some space news I'm just guessing I'm guessing I have another installment of this week in rad space stuff
2: but <laughs>
1: that's my stinger'm oh you on, <laughs> I'm working on a little stinger at least we have something piece.
2: that's worse than the theme song now <laughs> yeah. okay so we oh one of our most I popular
1: have, segments by the way
2: i i, I don't Agree with that, but we have instituted a time limit.
1: Okay. What's my time limit?
2: One minute. One minute? How many space news things do you have? I
1: had three things.
2: Well, one
1: announcement and two things.
2: Maximum three minutes. I okay. mark, get set and go.
1: A group of geckos sent to space so that scientists could study the mating habits of lizards in weightlessness have died. Womp womp. They sent some geckos up into space in a satellite a Russian satellite to test about sexy time in space. And they did not survive. (laughs) They were up in space for a month and a half and they Wait, did
2: they die because of the sex?
1: Nobody knows. They don't know why they died.
2: Well, isn't the, the point to do science? Although the group of five
1: geckos didn't survive the trip, the photon spacecraft kept a group of flies alive for the duration of the 1.5-month space journey. This wasn't the first experiment launched by to study animal sex in space. Scientists have sent frogs and mice and salamanders into orbit to learn more about how they do the deed in weightlessness. In 1994, Japanese killifish became the first vertebrates to reproduce in outer space.
2: How do we That's sign from up... a
1: space.com article. Wait, how we... Pause it. If you're gonna ask questions, you have no. to pause it. Mm-mm. Okay. How do On we to... how do we
2: <laughs> sign up to be someone that goes to space to have sex I as don't an know, experiment? But I okay.
1: would do that.
2: You would be terrible at that.
1: So this one's amazing. We know the Earth and the solar system are located in the Milky Way galaxy, but how exactly does the Milky Way fit among the billions of other galaxies in the known universe, Christina?
2: your your time ticking away you. In,
1: oh, you don't know no? i a, wasn't listening oh my oh. god <laughs> in a fascinating new study for nature a team of scientists mapped thousands of galaxies in our immediate vicinity and discovered that the milky way is part of a jaw-droppingly massive supercluster of galaxies that they have named Lanakaya. how do you how big do you think it is how big do you
2: think it is? Three feet by 45 feet. It's a feet.
1: million galaxies. And it stretches oh. over 500 million light years across. 500 million light years across. That is mind-blowingly large. It seems f- like it might as well just be a kajillion billion, badillion miles. Like so it why do we care? because space is so fucking huge it's insane it's insane to think about like who knows what is out there and not only that but the observable stuff that we're seeing the the light that we're seeing from these things that are 500 million light years away or whatever when we see this Mm -hmm. stuff we're basically looking back in time because it's taken that light 500 million years to get to the point where we're seeing it which means that what we're looking at happened before the earth was created Oh, 15 seconds left. Guys, I made a Twitter account just for you because I know you're interested in space stuff. I'm going to follow a whole bunch of space-themed Twitter accounts, space-related news, space stuff. If you like This Week in Rad Space Stuff, follow at just space things. One word, at just space things. And I'm going to retweet the most exciting, interesting, fun, cool space stuff for you to look at. A lot of tweets from me personally. Well, no, actually, a lot of retweets, maybe a few tweets from me personally. Rocket launches, stuff about space travel, exploring the universe. Go check it out. At Just Space Things. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got, Christy. I liked it. Yeah. Kept it under three minutes. Woo nearly. And I'll post articles to all that stuff in the show notes if people are more interested. So, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Bow, meow, meow.
2: I don't care if you love or Whoa. hate us.
1: Whoa, Nelly. Just
2: don't make up shit. Don't make up lies and don't talk shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah guys. And uh you can find us online. Nerd out loud pod. Maybe sh-
2: that's how I should reply to your mom's email. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> you can love me or hate me, Naomi. me. But uh
2: don't say your name. Oh. <laughs>
1: that's how you should reply to my mother.
2: I don't care if you love or hate me. Just don't talk shit. Oh,
1: are we doing a double? A double header?
2: Well, that's what I'm that's how my email's <laughs> oh, going to go. Oh, you're typing it out. You're just dictating <laughs> it at the spot. Dear point. Jeremy's mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 She's that's a main, you're type it's a typewriter in Oh, line.
2: okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's why. Yeah,
1: I have another um my backup oh. career is a Foley artist actually <laughs> doing I want to tell so. I
2: want to tell your new goal of to visit every oh, 7-Eleven yeah. in Washington. I have
1: very exciting news. Very exciting news. In the calendar year, the upcoming calendar year, 2015, I am going to visit every Seven Eleven in Washington State.
2: So what we need from you is to know what he should get. Because I, I think he should get one common thing from each of the Seven Elevens. Sure. To make it wor- whatever. And, and maybe a picture yeah. or something.
1: Take a picture. Ask a few questions of the people.
2: Yes. So we need to know what you think. <laughs> yeah you should get
1: yeah and we need we're gonna need a hashtag for this adventure so anyway that's all the exciting news stuff that we had contact us on our website nerd out there's a contact form on there find us on twitter at nerd on facebook facebook.com slash nerd out and let us know what you think of the theme song tell us what you think about the 7-eleven adventure follow at just space things all of the exciting news and events and <laughs> Guys, you already said your piece. My only piece is uh, if you're in a toxic relationship, just get out of it. Just, just, I know that it's hard, but get out of it. It's not worth it. I've been there.
2: Is that advice to me?
1: It's It's advice to everybody. Okay. It's advice to everybody. I might have just killed my own podcast, guys. All right. Well, (laughs) bye.
0: Let your bird flag fly.